What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Blaine and Mickey. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. More ways to win. With Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan on 104.5 The Zone. Everybody, happy Wednesday to you. Here we are. I should know it's Wednesday because they're dribbling basketballs down at Bridgestone Arena. Well, they're about to be. Uh, Ole Miss and South Carolina tonight at, what, 6 o'clock tip. And then 25 minutes after that, LSU and Georgia. And uh, I wonder how many Kentucky fans will be there for tonight. Oh, uh, none, none. <laughs> no, none, no, none, none. Uh, they are, yeah, they they're going to be up in there. Blue Miss will show up. We need to find, Robert, if you could find this, years ago, Brad Willis and me got bored one day and we made a Kentucky Invitational promo, which is what we're referring to the SEC tournament. They rolled in. It's a year they, well, they always have lottery picks, but it was an especially <laughs> lottery-ish year for them where it was just like, just roll in and win it already and then go on with your business and get everybody in the NBA. Um, we need to find that Kentucky Invitational promo. It's around here somewhere, Robert. I think you guys would even enjoy it. Uh, it's in the old uh, computer system. They, they didn't transfer it sixty four. Yeah, they, they, yeah. It's, well, yeah. They got How long ago are we talking about? Yeah, you know, was Lucas born? I've been here eight years. So <laughs> Lucas was born, and Robert was born, and that was probably yeah, like always teasing us. Three or, <laughs> probably three or four years into me being here, so I'd have to go back and look. But it's anyway, been a few years since it's been the Kentucky Invitational. That's program. around here somewhere. I will say this though. You're right. I, I defy any of you go downtown right now and see how many blue, like, jackets you can count. All right, look, how much you, Kentucky? You think it's going to be more UT? No, boys? it almost never no. is. No. No, but, well, I'm just saying now. I mean, you know, Tennessee, as much as, you know, they're a little down right now, but I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason, I think this is going to be a better showing than people expect from UT fan as far as the ratio. I know Blue Nation's still going to be a, a number one, but will they make it closer? No. I, 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 no. I just think this is, this is their Super Bowl, Blaine. Oh, I, mean, they, is they, they I know. They, I know they do. The, and the only thing that I like, because I hate they, when the SEC they, they save their tax returns to make sure they yeah. go to this, man. I hate yeah, that's when what the, people would call it and say. When the SEC tournament leaves Nashville, because this is, this is just where it should be. I hate when it's in Tampa and St. Louis. But the only thing that I like about it is uh, you go down there and there's just Kentucky fans aimlessly wandering Everywhere. around wondering where the games are because they're playing in Tampa Bay and Kentucky fans just make their annual trip to Nashville. Okay, I'm I'm just going to say this. I'm a St. Louis guy because I'm a Cardinals guy. I grew up going to St. Louis. The SEC, tur- SEC tournament has zero business being on the outside rim of its realm. Oh, you Does that make Tampa sense? Bay? To take uh, either either end either of, one, either one of them. Yeah, I mean to take it and put it as far now. Some people might say, "Hey, jackass, shut your mouth," because I want to go to Florida, Whoa. you know, and enjoy <laughs> some warm weather. Uh, can you say jackass on the? I yeah, I think you're. Yeah, you're no, talking. Robert said that. I just, I, I keep saying, yeah, blame it on me. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah blame it so, on him. Robert, man. stop saying jackass. Yeah. The, the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> that was Robert again. Hey, hey, you jackass! Stop saying jackass. The I, ACC, I don't even know what words we can and can't say, so I just don't say I anything. Say I, I got mess around with that man. If you're in your car with your kids, the ACC time. tournament is kind of in a similar situation like that too. They have a new commissioner, Jim Phillips, who blatantly said, "Hey." 
I don't know if the if Greensboro is the best place for the ACC tournament. Mm. Teams didn't like having to fly in. There isn't a big airport. Now, mm. Jim Beheim, who is very good at picking things, he says that the, it should be in New York, which is kind of blasphemous to me because it's just Syracuse and Boston College up north. Oh, like, right. who, who else is like – and it's not the biggest deal in town. Like, here, the SEC, network, or the SEC basketball tournament – is a big deal because mm-hmm. everybody can come here, hang out, watch the game. Same thing for the ACC tournament. When it's in New York, these people don't give a rip about ACC basketball. They will, do not care. I, I will say this, and I agree. Where do they get most of their talent though in the ACC? I, I would say North Carolina, Virginia, like, East Coast. I, I, yeah, I would maybe East Coast. Yeah, I, I would agree with Besides that. North, yeah. I will mm-hmm. say this though: the old Big East tournament in the Madison Ooh, Square Garden. That thing was lit. Look at my arm, goosebumps everywhere. That was as good. That was as good as oh, it got. Man, I right love that was that. behemoth. Oh, God, I was worried about. I wanted to see who was going to get in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was that was good as it Allen got. Allen Iverson. Ooh. Speaking of the old Big East, Syracuse and Wake Forest coming down to the wire here. Yeah. Forty-two seconds left. Seventy-four, seventy-two. The Q's. Oh, uh, yes. Yours truly. Uh, Keith Bullock is the Q's. Orangeman. Yeah, yeah he, he sat here purposely to turn his back to the Syracuse basketball Oh, game. is he taping it or something? He's driving in his car right now saying, do not say the score. Oh, no, oh. I don't think it's that. I don't oh, think it's He that. did want to see it. 74-74, that yeah, timeout. Sy- Syracuse basketball is not what it was when KB was playing Ooh. football there. Emmett says ACC should be in Myrtle Beach. Look, if you got a spot Myrtle midway Beach. that works for everybody travel-wise, the thing about the SEC in Nashville, and I know it sounds like he did a BS when we say it because we live here and we can just walk down there and see it. What? The fact that everybody can drive here or fly here, get out of their car, park it in the hotel garage, wherever they stay, and then literally never go back to their car again and enjoy everything downtown for as long as they're down there. Nashville's just too easy for stuff. It's just too easy. It was too easy for the draft. It's too easy for the SEC tournament. It's just too easy. Now, if you want to get in your car and drive to downtown Franklin and have a cinnamon roll at Mary D's, that's on you. Or you want to go see the Hermitage, you know, you want to go see Andrew Jackson's stomping grounds. That's fine. Get in the car and go do it. But if you just came here to watch basketball and have a good time for two or three or however many days, you never have to get back in your car if you stay downtown. You ain't doing it in Birmingham. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> what you going to do in Birmingham? Well, this go is go eat. I like eating my way through Birmingham. I had some good food down There's there. There's good food down there. With but Birmingham, it won't be all walking distance, though. That's that's the key, right? Everything won't be as convenient. No, you'd have to drive like three hours to do something fun in Nashville. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice, nice, Robert. Now, I mean, we're, we're so biased. I remember having Greg Sankey on the show at different times and different incarnations of shows that we've been on and, you know, asking him, well, why don't you move the SEC baseball tournament here? Why don't you just move everything here? Well, you know, I mean, Nashville does work in a lot of ways, but we got a good setup where we are. You know, he'd always be kind about it. But when it comes to the basketball tournament, it needs to be here. Yeah. Now, just... Got to be fair. We got to, you know, know, get everybody in a rotation. It needs to be in a rotation. (sighs) Should St. Louis be in a rotation for the SEC tournament? No. Mm -mm. Okay, I said this once, and people got mad at me, like big mad. I I said of Missouri, I, I think they should be in the Big Ten or the Big 12 based on their geography. They don't have natural rivalries. Now, you can throw Arkansas in the mix for them just because the two states border. And Missouri people, you, I had no idea how many lived here and how many would be mad. But, like, Missouri's such a better geographic fit to me for 
the Big Ten or for the ACC. Now, they're not going anywhere. Uh-oh. Oh, Wake Forest, game winner. Wake Wake Forest may have just won this sucker. Oh, a three. Point two on the clock. What a game. What a shot. I'm going crazy back here. Sorry. 77-74. Wake Forest had just, uh, what, did he hit a three? I, I'm a three over here. Point point two two seconds I'm putting left. my heart on the line about, you know, Missouri. and Should they even be in the SEC? And you guys are drafted right. March Madness. You know why? Because that has passed. That was like five years ago. It was. <laughs> Hey, no, we can we can translate it this. Good for Steve Forbes, Tennessee guy, right? Future Tennessee head coach Steve Forbes. Okay, at what point? Okay, then let's do this. We'll we'll pivot. Jim Beheim's about to lose, so barring some type of point two of a second miracle, has Jim Beheim become one of those guys that he leaves when he says he's ready to leave? Gotta be. I, I think once his kids are done, once he doesn't have Jimmy and Jay and John and Jacob and all his kids that are <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmidt, all his, as soon as all those kids aren't playing for him, I do think he's done, and he'll go pick his nose on a beach somewhere. But pick his nose. It's if, as long as they're having decent success, he'll probably stick around. He's, he's seventy-eight. Yeah, you know those boogers are crusty as hell. They're seventeen and fourteen. They, and up, they were ten and ten, so they're about hairs. to be seventeen and fifteen, and well, they'll still be ten and ten mm. because that doesn't count anymore. Watch this. I'm gonna get y'all. I, I don't think any coach at any level should have a lifetime contract and think they could leave at any point in time because they're Hall of Fame coaches. Every coach, you know, that, that, to me, that just shouldn't exist. You're gonna keep them because they're still really good coaches, and at the end of the day, I think. He kind of got over the hump because there was two or three years here not too long ago where Syracuse wasn't Syracuse. Yep. And to me, that was the time to say it's time to move on to a younger coach. And they didn't because of his history. But to me, when it comes to sports, and maybe more so college, they give him the pass. But in the pros, it's not like that. You, you can be a Hall of Fame coach and watch, watch this. Belichick lose this year and they don't make the playoffs? Oh, watch, watch, watch what happened. There are going to be some serious conversations about, hey, man, it's his time to move over, and that's the best NFL coach in history. So, you know, I just – every year to me is you're based off performance, and if you go back-to-back when you have a long history of winning uh, in losing seasons, it's always going to be up to debate. It, whether you're a Hall of Fame coach or not, that's not going to change what you are. At, at, at the end of the day, that's just how I feel about it. Nobody, nobody should be, you know, you know, like – was there ever any downtimes, uh, you know, for Dean Smith? That, that, it probably really wasn't, was it? Not really there at the end. But, uh, you know, is that how it is? It's always based off performance for me. So, you know, if you got an argument today, please let me know. I'm I, good. I think what happens is you get, like, an AD in the chair, and the coach has been there 30 years before that guy, and he thinks, I cannot be the guy fire this guy. I can't be the my well, legacy can't you, be that so you I fired you just this said? guy. You should never be in that chair if you're scared to fire somebody. Yeah, you should never get to that spot if you're scared to fire somebody. Sorry, that's not my guy. Then that's not the guy. Because usually when you make that change, he knows possibly when he takes that seat, that guy he took over for, that he may have to fire a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, at some point it may get to that. So he has to know that that guy had to happen. He, yeah, and I, I get it, but no feelings. Are more, this is business. So here's what you do. Instead of firing him, you let him walk away on his own. You give him that kind of respect mm-hmm. instead of firing him. You say, hey, man, I think we may, you know, time may be, be up. What do you think? Go out to, you know, have some coffee, have a brew, whatever it may be. Say, hey, I respect what you've done in your career. It's been Hall of Fame career, but we may, we may want to go in a different direction.
And I, th- I think he will respect that because he deserves that kind of respect. You don't just fire him like, no, you can't do that. Well, I know. But, but you got you to gotta have that kind of tough conversation. Yeah. It's like when you got to have those tough conversations in your house with your kid, with whoever, your wife. Got to have that tough conversation. Can't run from it. Got to run to it. Uh, the Grizz are probably having some tough conversations right now with uh, Ja Morant and Teresa Walker covers oh, the Grizz man. and the Titans and the really? Preds and everything. I may be running from him. Let's run to Teresa Walker. The AP <laughs> Hall of Famer will join us next. Playing Mickey 104.5 The Zone Wednesday. SEC basketball tournament gets underway tonight. Uh, another big basketball topic in this state that's going on besides that, and it is the plight of a certain fantastic player on the state's NBA team over in Memphis. Teresa Walker joins us now. The AP Hall of Famer, Teresa, all over this situation, uh, covering it, writing about it for the Associated Press. You can follow her at Teresa M. Walker for literally up to date, all the latest. And Teresa, as you join us, first, hello, always great having you on your show. And B, what is the latest on John Moran and the Grizzlies? Well, we're kind of in a holding pattern at this point. You know, the NBA is doing their investigation and... You know, the, the the fact of the matter is, you know, he's away from the team. They're, you know, fin- they finished up a four-game road trip last night with a, a loss to the uh, Lakers. Uh, it was an emotional night. You know, Marcus Gasol, former Grizzly, was there to watch them retire his brother, you know, former Grizzlies center Pal Gasol's uh, jersey and raise it to the rafters. And, and uh, you know, they, they, they still, they're still waiting for Stephen Adams to come back. They've lost, you know, it was a tough road trip. Not only did... And this is what made the video that got live streamed and screen grabbed on Saturday morning in the wee hours kind of stunning is you just lost Brandon Clark to a torn Achilles. Uh, brand, uh, Dylan Brooks, you know, you knew he picked up his 16th technical, which meant he was going to be suspended for Sunday night's game. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. A loss at the Clippers. And then you have this incident with the live streaming showing him holding an apparent gun right beside his cheek Mm. in a strip club in Colorado, the Glendale area. Apparently it's called Shotgun Willies. Uh, And, you know, right now he is away from the team. And, you know, the the latest word, uh, you know, Taylor Jenkins, his coach, doesn't know when he'll be back and available for a team that's trying to, I mean, let's face it, you know, he, if, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, he talked about how nobody in the West, you know, he was worried about. And then at the trade deadline, everybody came to the West. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving yeah. just kind of led a, 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 you know, a, a jailbreak essentially from the East to the West. And the, the, the terrain has changed tremendously. So, 
you know, it, it all depends on what the NBA does with this investigation. You know, they were in the midst of a road trip. So, one, is it his gun? Did he carry it on the team plane? Because they had pl- they started their road trip in Houston with a win, and then they went to Colorado. So if he had, if that was his gun, uh, and it is a gun, then did was he t- transporting it on a team plane? Gilbert Arenas got 50 games of sp- suspension for taking a gun into an NBA locker room in Washington. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those situations where, you know, it, with I think there's about 20 games left in the season for the Grizzlies, you know, suddenly, you know, trying to hold on to the, the number two seed or even potentially challenge the uh, uh, the Denver Nuggets for more, it, it, it's suddenly a far different situation because we just don't know what he's going to, you know, what they're going to be facing. And we know that they don't have Brandon Clark. And, and guys, in hindsight, you know, they traded away Danny Green uh, a guy who was getting ready to come back from an ACL, maybe they should have held on to him. You know, to have they don't have anybody in that locker room who is 30. Stephen Adams is the oldest player on that roster. He doesn't turn 30 until well after the season ends. I think it's in August. And, you know, so it's like, and, and then and it's a franchise, guys. You know, it's a first-time head coach and Taylor Jenkins, their GM. I think he's finally turned 34. He was 30 when they hired him. Uh, you know, or promoted him to GM. So it's been a little crazy that, you know, uh, that maybe something hadn't happened before. But right now, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who seriously, I mean, they were in the semifinals last year and, you know, targeting number two seed. And during the, during halftime of the game, their game on Friday night at Denver, you know, ESPN analysts are talking about how they could have an easy path to the Western Finals. Uh, if you know, if the Warriors, the Suns, and the Nuggets all beat each other up, and now suddenly that entire situation has changed dramatically. Man, lots going on. Teresa Walker covering all of it for the Associated Press. She is the AP Hall of Famer. Well, Teresa, I, through all of that, I, I don't. I'm sure you probably don't, but I have to ask: Do you know the gun laws, or have heard of what the gun laws are in Denver? Well, in that area, it was actually Glendale, and Colorado laws are par- fairly, you know, they're very similar to Tennessee. You oh. know, open carry. I okay. mean, shoot, they've got restaurants where you can carry. Now, if, if, if they can find that he was uh, under the influence with a gun, then that is a misdemeanor in Colorado. So, mm. you know, I mean, it, you know, it, it's not exactly, let's be honest. The legal issue is uh, far outweighed by the potential, you know, punishment from the NBA because the NBA can fine him or suspend him, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what their investigation finds. Mm-hmm. Now, I know this is kind of a tough question to answer, but what do you think, through your sources and talking to people with the organization, why is he kind of going down this road? Is this something that was always there, or is this trying to show how tough he is? Where, where is this coming from? Well, and, and this is the thing. You know, I got to talk to him and when he was still at Murray State um, and, and got to meet his parents there. And, you know, his parents, you know, he's from tiny Dalzell, South Carolina. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a small town. There's it's barely 4,000 people. Uh, you know, he was the AAU teammate of Zion Williamson. Right, right. And yet he... You know, he, you know, the, the Murray State scout found him when he happened to go get a snack 
and found him working in another gym. And, and, you know, and then people kind of got on the train late and Josh stayed committed to his commitment to Murray state because they had committed to him first. So, you know, and you thought, you know, it appeared that he had the family support and, you know, when he, you know, was drafted by the Grizzlies, you know, he lived with his parents last summer, bought them a house just down the street. And then, you know, and he got a five-year max contract last year. And guys, you know, but here's the thing: if he makes the All NBA team this NBA team this year, he can he can up his contract by a bonus of thirty eight million dollars. That's what's on the line mm. just this year alone. Uh, and yet, you know, if he ends up getting suspended, then you know, you would think that that's going out the door. Um, and, and along with potentially the Grizzlies, uh, you know title hopes and trust me that's exactly what they started the season with that's that's their target you know after you know taking the uh, warriors six games in the semifinals before the warriors went on to win their fourth title with Seth and, and clay and those guys you know that they you know and they you know the warriors finished off that series with john missing the final three games with a bru- you know bone bruise in his knee and so you know they absolutely came into this season thinking we can win a title this year and now mm-hmm. suddenly all of that is in question. But it seemed like he had the perfect situation. Parents down the street, his sister, you know, is, you know high school, uh, plays basketball in the area. Um, and, and, you know, I, I spoke yesterday with uh, Pastor Earl Fisher of the Abyssinian Baptist Church in, in Memphis. And, you know, and he's been in touch with T. Morant, Josh's father, and, you know, is, is, is willing to provide any counsel. But, you know, and, and, you know, probably, you know, maybe they should have Josh talk with the uh, Zach Randolph, because, you know, Zach Randolph, guys, when he was traded from the Clippers to Memphis back in the day, you know, that was seen as, you know, potentially Memphis being his last stop in the NBA. And yet Zach turned things around for himself on and off the court and helped lead a team to seven straight playoffs runs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, so, you know, there, there, there's people around to offer advice, but, uh, you know, the thing is you have to listen. Mm-hmm. Well, with Teresa Walker. Hall of Fame IP writer, uh, I, I guess now on to maybe uh, not as uh, serious news, and that is just uh, the conflicting reports on Tennessee Titans. Uh, I don't know if the word is shopping the king, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, but uh, definitely trying to see what his value is in, in the trade market. Uh, when you hear that uh, in conflicting reports, what do you think being in the industry so long uh, hearing conflicting reports? Uh, take everything with a grain of salt this time mm-hmm. of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Rand Carthon is not doing his job if he doesn't see mm-hmm. what it might be out there, okay? Uh, you know, trust me, I thought Eddie George and Chris Johnson would finish their careers with the Tennessee Titans. I thought Steve McNair would finish his career with the Tennessee Titans. Shoot, Blaine. I thought you would, too. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. yet we saw how all that turned out. So, um, I will say this. I, I, I do think that uh, because of the way Derrick Henry was used in college at Alabama, uh, behind Der- DeMarco Murray his first two years here with the Titans, I do see somebody who has uh, at least a couple more years. You know, yes, he just turned 29 in January. I, I take that with a grain of salt. And, uh, you know, but you, you, you have to do the due diligence. You have to see what you might need and what what is there out there? I mean, let's face it. This is you know this is a franchise that lost seven straight games. Um, you have to any anything that could possibly help improve the roster. You have to look into. I also am of the thought that you know maybe the easy. I mean, let's face it. The offensive line and the skill position have to be improved. 
And, you know, I just don't see that, you know, if you end up trading away Derrick Henry, then that just creates another hole you have to fill. No doubt about it. We're with uh, Teresa Walker, AP writer. Teresa, if you've got Tannehill, Henry, and Big Jeff, and somebody said, okay, the big three of the Titans, well, I exclude Bayard there. I haven't heard much talk about him possibly moving, although anything I would think is on the table. You've got to say how many of those guys do you think will be on this team in 2023? Tannehill, Henry, Big Jeff, two, all of them, one of them. Who do you think is on the team next year right now? Right now, I'm going to lean with all three. Um, uh, you know, of course, now I thought until John Robinson said a week before the draft that, you know, he didn't see A.J. Brown being moved before the draft. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's a fluid situation. It, you know, it's, you know, the Megan Trainer song, you know, my lips are moving. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, don't trust, don't trust anything that anyone says this time of year. So, I mean, you know, Let's face it, Amy Adams Strunk made it clear that, you know, what happened the last two seasons wasn't enough. And this is, you know, and, and Rabel's made it clear they've got to get faster. You know, and, and, and Derek, as great as, as he's been, he was second in the league in rushing last year. He also matched his career high, I think, in fumbles. You know, and, and, and a couple of those turned key, you know, games that they look to be in control of into losses. So, uh, you know, at, this is the part of the year where uh, nothing – is off the table uh, until you probably get into your off-season program because, you know, let's be honest. I, I mean, shoot, uh, a couple of days ago, Monday, everyone's saying, oh, Bud Dupree's been released, and people are acting like he's been released, and yet, no, he's still technically a Titan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a- again, just, you know, don't, 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 when you see something on social media, you know, it, it, be, be careful and, you know, wait until you hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, Lamar Jackson. Why is he so polarizing? I mean, here's a guy with an MVP and, uh, you know, he's, he's technically now available and there have been multiple teams already said, yeah, we're out. And most of those teams aren't very good. Why is Lamar so polarizing? Well, because of the games he's missed. I mean, you know, when you run a quarterback the way that they have run Lamar Jackson, you know, and, and, and he, I think he's missed, you know, at what, 10 games uh, combined over these last two seasons. Yeah. It's tough to give. I mean, look, people are thinking maybe the Titans should trade away Ryan Tannehill because, oh, my gosh, he missed, uh, you know, what was it, five, six games this last season because of two sprained ankles. So, um, you know, that's a and, – and, you know, let's face it. You know, Lamar Jackson is looking for that big contract now that he's – and, and the Ravens used the non-exclusive uh, tag on him. So, you know, that, that you know, it, it's kind of like we're committed, but, you know, make me an offer. I might could trade my fiancé to you. I mean, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see if any team jumps and makes an offer for Lamar Jackson because, and that's the thing, for all the money we think a player is worth, until the contract is is written up and and somebody puts a name to it, uh, you're you, you know you can think that picture on your wall is, is worth a million dollars, but if somebody's not willing to give it to you, they're not. And guess what? This is a negotiating tactic for the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens because of the fact that uh, you know they've had plenty of opportunity, plenty of opportunity to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson and haven't yet. And they're using the rest of the league to try to help set that market. 
Great Teresa Walker on with us at Teresa M. Walker on Twitter. All the latest you can see uh, with her writing there with the Associated Press. Mm. Teresa, do you think, in reference to Lamar Jackson, but just really anybody in the NFL getting a fully guaranteed contract? Well, let's put it this way, Blaine. There, it, Since it Watson. It seems like the uh, 31 other owners aren't very happy with yes. what the Haslam's did with Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. And, you know, they made that deal because they were so desperate to upgrade at quarterback. Didn't work out for them, at least this last season. Um, and so, yeah, there, there does seem to be a serious concerted pushback to, you know, to make sure that that's a one-and-done kind of situation. I mean, you know, that's the thing. NHL contracts are fully guaranteed. NBA contracts are are guaranteed. The NFL, where bodies go through arguably the most physical, you know, uh, stress of any of the major leagues, their contracts are not guaranteed fully, except for Deshaun Watson. So, you know, the only money that NFL players are guaranteed is what they get, you know, assured to them in their contracts. And, you know, one of the reasons people are thinking that Bud Dupree could should be released soon is because he's due a roster bonus, you know, within the next week. So, uh, you know, that uh, guaranteed money. So, you know, anytime a team can get out of paying guaranteed money to somebody, they're going to take it. And so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see if or anyone gets a guaranteed contract this offseason. Well, back to the Titans and thinking about getting uh, big dough and not just guaranteed money, but, you know, just big money. And that is uh, Big Jeff. Uh, And the way I guess this generation of players are going about it through social media with the scrubbing or the deleting of their accounts and so forth. Uh, what, What are your thoughts when you see that? And does that even give them any form of leverage? I, I, I'm just trying to figure it out. Maybe it's protect against themselves. I, I don't know. Just what are your thoughts on that? Just in general, all over the place. Well, let's put it this way. Debo Samuel did it last mm-hmm. year and he ended up resigning with the 49ers. It's, I mean, you know, kids these days, I don't want to come off as an old person, but, you know, it's like, let's be honest about it. You know, it, it, kids are on social media all the time. And it, it's almost the way of stomping into the living room and saying, I'm mad at you, uh, or pay attention to me. And that's the way I'm taking this. It's, it's like, you know, but here's the thing for, for, for Big Jeff, you know, with all the other players that are out there, you know, he, you know, his fifth year, they picked it up. He's guaranteed that money this year. What he's wanting is that next big contract. And the best, you know, letting some other uh, players, you know, other defensive linemen get deals first yeah. is going to help set the floor mm-hmm. for him. I mean, that's what A.J. Brown did last year, right? Yeah. You know, several players got really big uh, contracts, receivers. Christian Kirk started it off, and then that's, that helped A.J. Brown in his push for $25 million a year. Well, guess what? Big Jeff, you know, you, you, you deactivate, you know, unfollow the Titans on social media. It's like, okay, I was a good soldier last year. I played. I was here at training camp, didn't talk about the contract. It's, it, it seems just a signal that this year we're going to be talking about the contract this year. Mm. Who has more leverage, Big Jeff or the Tennessee Titans? That's a great question, Blaine. I, I'm going to say that Big Jeff because, you know, but, but you can lose that leverage at a certain point, right? You know, Rand, you know, has said that he talked to Big Jeff and that that's, that's a big uh, priority for this offseason. But, you know, Big Jeff probably wants the money now. 
it might not happen until just before training camp because, you know, one, you've got to, you know, there, there, there are stages to the NFL offseason. We just had the combine, free agency, illegal, excuse me, the legal, now legal tampering starts Monday. Uh, the new league year starts a week from our, our, our... Let's see, something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me... Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get... Get found, get on the map. Learn more at cumulusboost.com. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital Seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. On Wednesday, I keep forgetting, yeah, a week from today, I'm losing track of the day of the week already. Um, but, you know, in, in just over a week, uh, they can start signing free agents. So you've got a, an, an offensive line, skill positions are at the top of the shopping list this offseason, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you've got to get your, then there's the draft, you've got to get your rookie signed. And there is still ways that they can create more cap space to get a deal de- done with Jeff Simmons. I'm, you know, now here's the thing though. Rand is a brand new GM. We don't know, you know, does he stick with how the Titans have done things in recent years? And, and you know, the big extensions for Taylor DeWan, Kevin Byard, those came literally right at the start of training camp. So it's going to be interesting to see do they follow that mode again. Real quickly, I just want to make sure I understand where Big Jeff is and his his contract. They picked up his option, so they literally don't have to do anything with him. Correct? Correct. He is under contract this season. I mean, you know, he he is down for a ten point seven million dollar cap hit, ten point seven million base salary. You know, if that he doesn't was, show up, that's a fine, right? Exactly, because mm-hmm. that's the thing, and that's where that's where NFL teams start getting that leverage. If he doesn't show up for training camp, if he holds out. You know, and, and that's not that much money in training camp, but if he starts missing games in the season, yep. uh, flashback to Le'Veon Bell, you know, he's, and then you, you know, you, sh- if he were to show up, you know, at the last possible minute to avoid, you know, so that he could get credit for this fifth season, you know, well, you know, we, it hasn't gone well for most players who skip part of a season, show up late, you know, either they're, you know, because football shape, game shape, off season shape, training camp shape, it's all different levels, and you can think you're working out hard in the gym with a trainer, but if you come into the middle of an NFL season, you're not ready. Hey, Teresa, we're a little bit over. Teresa Walker, our guest, but just on the way out, should the Preds have done what they're doing now last year? Uh, I Well, the only difference is last year uh, Barry Trotz was still working for the New York Islanders. So, <laughs> well, I mean, like all the cutting salary and you know moving on from people. <laughs> Uh, I would have done it a year ago because, yeah. you know, did you really need to extend your playoff streak and get swept? Just saying. <laughs> okay. I knew you would have a concise answer. Uh, people need to be following Teresa, especially, uh, well, she's, we literally ask her about everything, but she's very much on top of this John Morant Grizzlies thing for all the latest there. I know we got a lot of Grizz and Jaw fans around here who want to keep up with it. 
Uh, Teresa will help you do that at Teresa M. Walker on Twitter. Thank you, T. We appreciate appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. The one and only, uh, the best that there is. Always love having her on. Uh, when we come back, got into a little bit of, of free agency stuff. There's a, an article that links a free agent to every team, like a guy they can't live without. Mm. I, I think the guy linked to the Titans, I, I would like to think they can't live without him. I don't know if they can live with his price tag. We'll ask you guys about it next. Ooh. <laughs> Mickey 1045 the zone. Tesla. Nice, Burr. He's playing Tesla. Oh. I remember buying this tape, playing oh. it on the bus oh, on the way to like a school trip. My friends didn't like it. I said, you all can just what? jump out of this moving bus. Tesla's gonna be famous and you're stupid. Yeah. Tesla got what, famous. What, what, Tesla my friends is. were stupid. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, Tesla is famous. Elon Musk and everybody. Yeah, Yeah. well, before they were a car, they were a band. You were jamming to them See, before you were riding you. ahead of their time. Yeah. 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 Tesla is famous. We do not make one of the richest people in the world. A, what are you talking about? A fleet of vehicles after them. Oh, my. So, uh, article on <laughs> ESPN, one perfect free agent signing for every NFL team, 32 ideal landing spots. This always makes me laugh because oh. it's like, well, what does this team need? What does oh, that team need? And yet I clicked on it and I read. It, it is a good exercise. Yeah, it's good. Uh, All right, we should put Lucas through the test because he'd be better at picking any, I mean, position groups than anybody. Him and Robert. <laughs> they just pull something out the back of there, you know what, <laughs> be right almost half of them. Just a bunch of useless knowledge. Right, exactly. And I, I don't have enough, watch this, storage in my brain for useless knowledge. I, I got to just get rid of all useless knowledge and just, I got to keep restoring. You got to keep clearing your cash. Yes, get rid I of do. stuff like your wife's birthday yeah. or yep. stuff yep. like that. You got to wow. get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Get somebody in trouble yep. yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, I tried to explain it to my wife, though. The player that they have is a perfect match for the Titans is none other than Chiefs left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Well, duh. That, Titans certainly could use, you know, a left tackle. And see, this, this is what makes me nervous. And I notice what happens on most teams. So who needs a tackle, right, uh, besides the Titans, there's other teams. So you sit back and go, why didn't they resign him? Like, is something we missing? Is he lazy? Is he not good as we think he is? Because he's going to get prime dollar. So it starts making you, let's go back and reevaluate him. Yep. Because blindside tackle is a premium. And you guys tagged him, and then now this year you're not even signing him. So what about this guy are they not liking? So it makes you just, and it could be nothing, it's just they don't want to pay him, right? To pay him what he's asking for. So it would really make me dive into that deeper. Hey, all I know is uh, we could talk about slipping and everything else, but nobody touches my homes in that Super Bowl, and those dudes know how to pass for us. So, uh, you know, I had to go back and watch every game and see him against some, you know, elite guys and see how he played out, or, or was he just playing well because this was contract year. So I would go back probably three years and watch every single game he played, not just this year and last year's, but even when he wasn't up for a contract and how he looked. He'll be 27 this season. Yeah, that's that's prime board. That's perfect. And I want to say he's the number one, you know, tackle. He's the best out there, but I haven't I, watched him. I found an article last year that he supposedly turned down from the Chiefs six for 139 with a $30 million signing bonus and said, nope, just tag me and I'll see you next year. That's 23 per season. Mm. So what? What's, do you know what other guys are making? 
Like, what is Trent Williams, you know, the guy from the 49ers, just other elite tackles, and now you would say he doesn't have to be better than him, but his timing of when his contract is up is going to base off what he gets paid. Just like, just theoretically, I'm going to say $32 million, an elite quarterback, and another quarterback is making 40 just had one good year. Daniel Jones is making more than Lamar Jackson. That doesn't even sound right, right? To some it may. But theoretically, if I'm on defense, I, I, I'll play Daniel Jones all day. I don't want to play Lamar Jackson because he can run and he can throw. So I, I, I don't want to play that guy. He brings havoc. I could have my guy covered and he runs right up my back. I don't want to play that guy. So, you know, it's just all about timing is what I'm getting to uh, when your contract is up and you can make more than guys that you are not better than. And sometimes that causes friction in the locker room too, by the way, especially if you kind of plan Somewhat, you know, if there's two positions, two tackles, and the other guy, they start realizing, well, he's not better than him. And it, it, it happens all the time. So the other tackle out there is supposed to be really good is McGlinchey. And run blocking, he's solid. But pass blocking, I don't know. Okay, to quote the song, y'all ready for this? Huh, who, who's, who's making what? Big Trent makes number one. Ah, I knew it. $23 million. So they talking about giving him, he want more than, he want that. Also, David Bakhtiari, $23 million. Then you got Laramie Tunsil at 22. Then nobody else makes more than 18. These are left tackles. Man, I don't so know. Three guys make 23, 23, and 22. Uh, next up is Jake Matthews, and he makes 18.3. So. Hey, I got to go watch him because he's a, <laughs> he seems like he's a mauler. Then you have to pass protect a lot because they throw the ball a lot. So yep. I, I want to assume that he's worthy. Why do they think he's not worthy? And then they're going to have, where were they picking the in, last pick in the first round? Because they won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Or somewhere they're about. Yep. They're in the 20s, the high 20s. So I'm thinking, okay, they thinking we can just draft a tackle and put him in there and get a decent tackle like Darnell Wright or somebody like that at the end of the first round or whoever may be. I think he's moved up, so I don't think he's even going to be there at the later part of the first round. But who are they thinking they can get and just plug in, plug and play? Because the free agency is out there is not live, no, so they're going to get it in the draft. Yeah, so they risked all the dice, and you you make sure the the main dice is that quarterback you protect his blind side. Yep, <laughs> yeah, he's you know five hundred million dollars walking back out there now. So and, here, and here's the thing: the for them was the Bucks getting to him in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. That, that's how you beat them: is you go and hit my homes all day. He caught them at the right time, and they yep. they were prime, and they were still had a lot of left in the tank. See, that shows you every year is a new year. They weren't the same defense the next year. Mm-hmm. See, they caught them right. That's yeah. why I thought, yeah. And so when you see a good pass rush, so even like you know the, the Eagles in it, they didn't they didn't put a lot of pressure on it. You know, considering what they have. So I man, I'm I'm a little surprised. Maybe his agent's just asking for way too much, or maybe the signing bonus is not what they want to be. Thirty million sounds a little low. Considering, you know, the type of contract he's got, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know the market for pay besides average per, you know, yearly salary. Uh, so eh, I'm going to go watch him, though, this, this weekend. I'm going to dive into him. I dove into McClinty and I, I'm going to tell you what, he makes me nervous. <laughs> he makes me nervous. I, I, he, pass protecting, he makes me nervous. I, I, it's just I, I don't see I don't see elite. Talent. And he was, I even looked up to, he was the ninth pick of the NFL draft from Notre Dame. And he played blindside tackle. I even watched some of his film uh, at blindside tackle. He did a tremendous job. He's mean. He's nasty. He looked super athletic. 
Get to the pros, and it shows you how it's different. He plays front side tackle, right tackle, and there's times in pass protection he looks unathletic. And I don't want my tackle to look like that, especially if I'm paying him a lot of money. And, by the way, the, everybody knows the 49ers want somewhat similar at, at least some formation of their offense. So they were keeping tight ends in the chip to help them. I pay somebody $18 million, chipping. We ain't chipping nothing. You chipped that dude with that contract we gave you. <laughs> they were chipping him. They were leaving wide receivers in tight splits. Jennings was helping them. I mean, I dove into this guy, and I'm going, they even know he needs help. Now, granted, he was going against, like, Max Crosby and Clark, but they, 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 everybody's got one good pass rusher. So I, I was just like, nah. I'm interested to see what, what uh, Rand, who would know him better than anybody, uh, man, what he thinks of that guy. I was assuming ninth pick, and 49ers, and good connection. When I dove into him, I was like, I don't know. It don't make me feel comfortably, you know, and fuzzy. It, it just didn't. It, I, I, I did, did not. And and sometimes you have to deal with what's out there. Not a good uh, time in free agency. And then, but, you know, you can get a tackle, but you're fighting with some other people. Which one you want, front side or back side? I pay the back side a whole lot of money. I don't run side. We are on the back side of the front hour of the program. So we got to get to hour number two. Hey, we'll have plenty of time to take phone calls in hour two. You like McGlinchey? You want to pay $24 million a year to Orlando Brown for a tackle? They need one. $24 million. Where are you on all this stuff? Oh, backside of Big Jeff. <laughs> Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes! Here voiceover that is like my dream job i think i just have too distinctive a voice and i can't manipulate it so i'm right. not a good singer this is how great seth mcfarlane is i went in to do it and i was talking like this and he goes good now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one it's ugly and then i just came out like this and came up with this guy named steve smith who has a tiny little lisp but so does scott grimes so it's perfect what women binge wherever you listen